0: This ripple won't fade. It'll grow and grow until it's a tidal wave.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the triumphant return of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete.
0: Matt, Harazad sent me. We went to Princeton together. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 311, Bouncing Back, is brought to you by Bogota, Colombia's Tainted Fish Tacos. Either you're yo-yo or you yak. Indeed, Pete. And we start in the future. Whoa, 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 Matt, we haven't started the debrief yet.
1: Perhaps so, Pete, but we talk about the future of the show. In case loyal listeners have not heard, in a in a surprise move, ABC has uh, renewed a number of shows for next season, season, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So buckle up, Pete. It's not just after tonight, 10 more episodes or 11 more episodes. We have a whole season four guaranteed to look forward to.
0: The odds, as have long been handicapped by uh, the sagacious... Uh, Cancel Bear and TV by the Numbers have had uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the better side of renewal for a long time. This is the earliest this show has ever received a renewal. They have both been late, near postseason situations uh, that that's happened the first two seasons. So this is definitely a good thing and uh, not surprising. Uh, now we'll just have to wait and sweat out whether uh, Agent Carter will get the renewal. When we catch you up on what went down, Matt, we begin in the future. Indeed, Pete, three
1: months out from now, there's a serene shot of Earth from orbit, and uh, then suddenly we're inside an orbiter, a S.H.I.E.L.D. orbiter, and Pete, is that someone
0: bleeding? There's beeping, there's uh blood in a weightless atmosphere there's a cross necklace uh crucifix and then a shield patch matt what's gonna happen before this explosion in may pete it
1: looks like there's some sort of potential civil war about to occur
0: we don't need no civil war let's talk about this episode In the present, Matt, Bogota, Colombia, we have a chase uh, with uh, police suddenly culminating in a fire. Uh, Officials tell people to stay put until uh, the threat is assessed, and suddenly the vehicle they are in comes under attack.
1: Indeed, enhanced attack, it appears, Pete, something suffered by the doubtless pure and unquestionable policia windows are smashed guns are taken both uh kind of the smaller ones i'm sure our pal mike Sorensen can tell us what those guns for the hand are called But then guns in larger crates pete someone is flashing around a great scarlet speedster speeds
0: yes and we slingshot quickly to the woman and then to the title card
1: wait pete what's the woman wearing i didn't notice Doesn't she have a cross around her neck?
0: I didn't notice.
1: She has a cross around her neck, which is funny because I didn't notice it in the three months from now shot. Pete, I think those two characters are related somehow. Mm. By the way, happy International Women's Day as we head to the title card.
0: (laughs) Act one begins with uh, Coulson staring at a big old bloodstain on his carpet.
1: It's an interesting place to pick up. Uh, I know that for the production, they, of course, did not stop between episodes uh, 310 and 311. But it's been a while for us, and they knew that. They knew there was a scripted a scripted break. But I, I guess here's what I'm trying to say. Colson is there to remind us of the Rosalind story arc. Uh, I'm not quite sure why he would have the meeting there, what with blood on the carpet. Because after all, Pete, they're meeting him because he wouldn't want Colson at his house Who is he?
0: Whose house? Not Run's house. We're talking about the White House here.
1: Indeed, Pete. It's President Matthew Ellis, formerly of the Iron Man 3 and other episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, there he is to meet Coulson on the sly.
0: Yes, Rosalind, now deceased, had spoken highly of him. But the problem at hand in humans. Heads of state are calling. Fox News, Matt won't shut up. Mm. There's a movie Mm. in three months time, uh, you know, all building here to, uh, to this tense situation. But Colson lets him know we are doing something.
1: How awesome would it be if president Matthew Ellis is in civil war?
0: He He don't need to be in no civil war, Matt.
1: (laughs) I suppose not. I don't don't quite understand the, 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 the cultural references you're making, Pete, but I'll assume that they're appropriate
0: Well, Um, I mean, it all depends on the on the guns that uh, were taken before and possibly if Colson had some roses to put on Rosalind's grave. All
1: I know is this, Pete, is that President Ellis seems to be making overtures towards I don't mean overtures. I just mean professional overtures towards director Colson. Thank you very much. Everybody on Twitter setting up straight when they heard President Ellis refer to him as director.
0: Absolutely. From there, back to Bogota, where Daisy and Joey are newer Inhuman here, um, are uh, talking to the authorities there. Spanish um, coming in handy here for Joey reminds him of Sundays and home. But they have followed a report they uh, the police here were attacked by a powered assailant. Um, they ask if it's aliens, and Daisy, of course, lets them know it's a little bit more complicated than that. The weapons that were stolen were there to help.
1: Uh, Pete, as near as I could tell, this uh, this colonel who then starts to speak with him, I believe uh, the name on his, uh, sh- on his uh, uniform, I won't say shirt, uh, was uh, the last name of Ramon. I wonder if that's kind of like saying uh, Captain John um but, but i digress uh certainly a, a recognizable actor a, a wonderful actor there who who shows up ready to receive the help from uh from uh, daisy and joey but then pete back to potus who says shield can't be reauthorized that is uh, in one sentence there two acronyms thank you very much shield can't be reauthorized but potus needs shield what's the solution pete
0: Yeah, he tells him that helicarriers crashing are hard to forget, but uh, they need to do what they do privately. That The ATCU is the public face and that S.H.I.E.L.D. will remain in the shadows and be their black ops response. And then Coulson makes his big request there about getting a hold of Gideon Malick, which President Ellis tells him, he can't help him and
1: certainly the the world feeling a little uh, i don't want to say closed in cuz i don't want to suggest that uh, that there's anything wrong with the story here but suddenly we're, we're i guess what i'm trying to say is we're in familiar waters here uh with these touch points the president AC, a, a uh-oh is it ATC or ACTU here we are again Pete i forgotten it
0: back threat, in the past containment Unit ATCU, uh, which President Ellis actually formed when he was a member of Section 31.
1: Ooh. Going going deep on the reference there. I understood that one. I understood that one. Back in Columbia, Mac and Hunter are on the ground. They're starting their investigation, Pete. They do what you do, they use the scannies that send stuff back to Secret Shield HQ. Uh, Fitzsimmons and Lincoln are uh, are they're receiving they're kind of you know they're, they're they're doing what one does they are receiving the data um but there is wonderful conversation with uh with hunter and mac and then uh bobby who joins the scene uh the uh, uh mocking hunter both admitting mockingbird and hunter both admitting that they tried the fish oil pills pete to, to coax out some powers like x-ray vision uh, is what Lincoln uh, was me, hoping just, for. <laughs> what Hunter was hoping for. I think we know why.
0: Yeah. Um, the The aspect here that you can't put the terigen back in the bottle, but uh, they were curious as to what would happen, which is a natural response if suddenly people are going to be manifesting these powers um, from things they're ingesting. These uh, ideas that they're lying. Uh, dormant inside of people, something explored in this episode. What what is the purpose, uh, the the cause, the source, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but as he continues to explore the crime scene, Mac is uh, looking around. Suddenly, he sees a woman. There's a quick flash. Suddenly, his gun is stolen, um, and uh, there's some Spanish speaking, uh, of which. Um, Mac said he had three years in high school, but before that he winds up in a truck as we end that act.
1: Pete commercials dispensed with, uh, Mac is bound and gagged in a bathroom. Uh, there's no telling if Bruce Willis is around, uh, the doors open, uh, but quickly gets shut by our mystery Hispanic speedster.
0: Yeah. Uh, the duct tape around the feet as well, but, uh, unable to tell what they're talking about. And uh, Matt, I think the one thing, and and we talked briefly before we went to air here between Spanish with subtitles, Spanish with no subtitles, Spanish with iPad delay translation. It was a little difficult at times keeping track.
1: I certainly, and I'm sure you do, Pete, we both welcome the, uh, the, Uh, i don't know the the multiculturalism of the show um and and different languages and the like but i'm kind of with you just 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 pick something and go with it i think of lost whenever you needed to be in on a sun and Jin conversation you got subtitles when they were at the beach and you were supposed to be cut out from the conversation you didn't the rules were as simple as that this was like five different sets of rules just pick one and go with it
0: Uh, From there, we're back to Daisy and uh, Hunting Bird uh, asking the very real question, how do you lose someone as big as Mac? And looking over the video surveillance, they see him. Suddenly his gun goes missing. Lincoln and uh, Simmons, however, are told they're going to need to reconfigure their containment chamber for somebody with seemingly super speed and the discussion there with uh, Lincoln is that the inhuman uh, traits are not as random as they might seem that he was taught that they were taught. Jeez, uh, Matt, has it been a year ago since we were in uh, afterlife and everything that went on there? But here is Lincoln now embedded within our uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. team as an Inhuman assistant talking about what they've learned, what he had been taught when he was a member of those Inhumans, and that their traits were not random, that they filled some sort of need, which Simmons suddenly chimes in kind of like a... uh, A natural, intelligent design. Something, Matt, that probably couldn't be taught in the Bible Belt.
1: Indeed. In fact, I think, Pete, portions of this episode may have been uh, replaced by the same black bar that they put over uh, Elvis when he was dancing uh, on Ed Sullivan. But I digress. Pete, this is a scene where a lot is going on. Did you notice what Fitz was making?
0: I did not. Was it the hand?
1: It was not the hand, old spoiler-free Matt couldn't help but notice that he was he was fiddling with something, or I guess it'd be fiddling. I tried to make a joke there intentionally. Uh fiddling with something, and when Colson grabs him, come with me, rah-rah, rah. As Fitzwalk o- walks away, it both beeps and and, and shows with light. Dee dee da 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 deet, deet. It's an SOS device, Pete. Let's officially start the clock on Chekhov's SOS device and see where that could be headed in the future. But, Pete, this scene not yet concluded. Where are Coulson and Fitz going? They go to a a secret corner that opens a secret door, and then there is a most secret machine. What machine? Back after this, because first we go to Bogota.
0: Yes, the Spanish woman there uh, waiting for um, Mac to come back, and boom, Matt, she snaps like, a yo-yo ooh he said the thing ooh he said the thing
1: even though i didn't know that she was gonna be called yo-yo because i'm spoiler free <laughs> so i saw you po- tweeted a thing she yo-yo she said the thing and i didn't know what was going on but he's suddenly got a a, a pointy stick Pete, he, he's fashioned a, a well a pointy stick but she disarms him takes out his gun and it's like oh mac we love you but how many times is this lady gonna gonna get the drop on you
0: yeah Back at uh, Shield, uh, Coulson and Simmons have a discussion here where the word brain is used rather pretentiously. Uh, having had that conversation, we spring around to Gideon Malik and his Chinese inhuman assistant uh, talking in an elevator about somebody. We make Great assumption as who that is before we see him clinging to life here, told by a Hydra thug. Sir, he's asking for you. He spoke. We uh, go into a room, Matt, with a TV, a room that looks very familiar.
1: Yes, Pete. I dare say that these eyes have seen this concrete holding area before. Uh, Wait, wait,
0: wait. You're not Hydra. You haven't been in there.
1: Well, Pete, I've seen on the television show... Uh, a similar concrete holding area, I think this, Pete, is a redress of the S.H.I.E.L.D. basement holding cell that used to hold Grant Ward, R.A.P. Grant Ward. I think that they've either lit it differently or put a, put a new coat of paint on it. And Pete, who's there, it's the new Ward because I don't use the internet names until the show mentions it.
0: Yes, and uh, Malik asks, with reverence, Matt, how can I help you? What do you need to which... Former Ward replies, I'm hungry, as we
1: end the act. He hungry. We return, Pete, to a great Mac scene with uh, w- with the, the still yet unnamed uh, Hispanic woman, although nicknamed Yo-Yo. They're breaking down the walls of language, Pete. No walls being built up here. And if there is one, Pete, you can use that Home Depot ladder to climb on over it. That's what Mac <laughs> is doing. We get... Well, for, let me just pause, Pete, and say, so often we take these shows to task for a clunky exposition. The beautiful way in which the the uh, bits of Spanish that Mac recognizes and bits of English that she recognizes start to come together perfectly hide the fact that this is purely an exposition scene, giving right. her backstory, confirming her pterogenesis, and so forth. These two actors take clunky exposition that has a coat of Spanish on it and turn it into a charming scene where you see the good in her and you see that there's a chance here. She's talking about um, transformations by God. And all of a sudden there's this new take on, 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 on this process, which we've seen as very science-based Pete, your thoughts.
0: Well, first off full credit to uh, Henry Simmons here for so lovingly, uh, you know, creating the sense. I mean, anybody can read dialogue, but to do it in a way that is so authentic to his character and, and just so nicely done and not overly cutesy with the lack of Spanish, you know, pistolas, policia, whoosh, whoosh, that kind of thing. Dios or pescado, you know, God or fish. What, which did you get your, your powers from? Um, and, when he doesn't understand something to insert the English, almost as if he's trying to translate, wait, I think you're talking about Uh, You know, my partner's one of you too, that kind of thing before uh, Bobby can come in and catch this young woman here played by the wonderful Matt, Natalia Cordova Buckley.
1: Absolutely. Certainly. She takes this character on a journey in this episode that is—it's a journey that asks a lot from the actress because the actress has to make her go from has to make the soon-to-be named Elena Rodriguez move from villain o the week to future teammate question mark, and I think we can only assume she's going to be recurring. Um, but she has to do that in an episode that has a lot of other stuff going on, including scenes she's not in. Uh, so certainly credit there to to uh, to the actress big time because uh, she pulls it off. But Pete, from Columbia to undisclosed S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters within driving distance of the nation's capital, we have Kid Von Strucker rebooted, asking Pete just for one thing.
0: Just kill me. Just kill me.
1: Way to go, Coulson. Your enhanced interrogation techniques aren't working.
0: Well, he is not okay with this, as he points out. Um, But it's the aspect here that we're reaching back for Werner von Strucker that they somehow need to get vital information out of him and the Tahiti protocol being enacted. Can I call,
1: I'm not going to call story baloney. I'm just going to say, here's why Coulson has a problem with it and has to explain to everybody why it's just. Because it's a little bit of a stretch here. And I'm not saying it's stretch for the character. I'm just saying we don't think of Coulson as torturing people. And I know that this isn't torture torture. It's not, you know, stuff under the fingernails or waterboarding or or what whatever we're going to define for torture for the next, you know uh, remaining time until anything goes, um,
0: till Trump time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't want to quite be that political, but until, until the great apocalypse, Pete, (laughs) I kid, of course I don't, um, point being Coulson is doing a bad thing, which is uncoulson like, and the story feels need to justify it. And all I'm saying is calling attention to the fact that that is the case.
0: Well, we've seen in back-to-back episodes Coulson do some very un-Coulson-like things, killing Ward and here starting essentially the machine that brought him back to life, yet has plagued his resurrection with all sorts of issues to get information out of a non-enemy combatant.
1: Pete, I take exception to one thing that you just said. I spent the the, the, the shield break talking with a lot of my hashtag Ward's warriors. Uh, Grant Ward did not die, despite the fact that there's going to be um, dialogue in a little bit that he's dead. I reject that completely. He still is the same lovable guy who killed his family and tried to kill Fitz and did all these bad things, which I ignore.
0: There you go. Back to Bogota. Hunter, Mac, Flawless Daisy. accent, by the way, Pete. Flawless. Bogota. Uh, Hunter, Mac, Daisy, Bobby, all talking here about tracking those weapons. Uh, the woman is in the containment chamber, and uh, she's speeding up there. She's trying to break through. Of course, her uh, inhuman uh, modification doesn't allow her to do that. Joey, Matt, is up.
1: He is, and somewhere in this scene we kind of see her her data projected file finally named Elena Rodriguez. Uh, I really liked that effect where she was trying to break out. Um, I think we can kind of see the composite pieces. They had the actress stand by the window, then they did some blurry stuff behind her, but the implication is that she's running all around and then stopping every so often to look out the window, and it's, it's though it's not a super complex effect, it's really evocative of her desire to leave and her desire to understand these people and the fact that she she is trapped and we feel sympathy for her because she doesn't understand these are the good guys who came and captured her.
0: Back to the Hydra base, Uh, Ward is explaining to uh, Gideon Malick's number two there that his body was uh, dead, but he's taken it over and he's... Watching the footage coming across on the TVs there, Matt, and announce that humans haven't changed, um, but he points out to uh, Malik's number two uh, that you're not human anymore anyway. All this as he creepily eats what was that? A uh, a chicken leg?
1: I think that whatever it is, it's meant to. Well, it's clearly raw, and it's meant to be kind of evocative of it's primal, like primal. Yes, absolutely. Pete, nice to see the return of uh, Mr. Guerra there, playing uh, Malik's Oh no, Mr. Guerra is the character, of uh, yep. course, played by Mark Dacascos. I know you're a big fan, Pete. Uh, you remember him in uh, in uh, his his turn there on Dancing with the Stars, uh, also beloved as the the chairman on uh, Iron Chef uh iron chef america that is um but more importantly he's back and and we have some more scenes with him in a bit uh of course which will which we'll get to in due course but back to kid von strucker
0: just kill me just kill me
1: pete he's like one of those oldie fashioned records that they used to have back in 1947 and it's stuck on a thing so they use lincoln to shock portions of von strucker's brain to just kind of Get the old memories flowing. And he gives us something, Pete, a backstory and a new place to go.
0: Yes, having been sold out in the past, he went to a clandestine location there to do what we're not quite sure. There's a man. There's uh, secret phrases that are uttered that he speaks so that Coulson can make use of them later in the episode. There's a drawer with a phone and uh, some other things happened. Uh, there was nowhere else for him to turn.
1: Pete, Princeton men all all hang together. Um, but we head back to Joey, and he's explaining uh, to Elena that uh, they, the people of S.H.I.E.L.D., are there to help. Pete, are we seeing a baddie made into a goodie? Her dialogue suggests that. She took the guns to prevent their usage. See, she's a goodie. Because the police down there, they're known as thieves in uniform.
0: Yes. Uh, Joey has come a long way from the beginning of the season, his transformation into an inhuman. And here in his most significant episode to date where he's able to help a new inhuman, not quite sure of what's happening in this larger world, make the transition because of the language barrier. This is where we have Mac and Daisy with the iPad translators where they're, uh, you know, kind of catching up in a delayed way as we are at times when there's no subtitles on the screen. Um, But the aspect of the powers being gift from God Uh, Why were they taking the weapons? We've understood that, that the police are thieves in uniform. And it all culminates, Matt, in the mission that Hunter and Bobby are on as they're tracking those weapons.
1: This show is no stranger to the idea of intercutting quickly between a number of scenes, either rolling out concurrently or just, you know, and now 60 seconds here and 60 seconds there, then back to the first place, back to the second place here they don't overdo it but there is this notion of something needed to be done with the guns because the police are corrupt we intercut with bobby and hunter stopping elena's cousin from throwing the guns in the river then finish up the elena stuff so it's like oh they they've just shown us bobby and hunter to help illustrate that then the story turns to bobby and hunter which is a nice turn indeed uh there they're intercepted by the colonel who has a helper Oh my goodness, Pete, the helper who has eyeball freezing powers, he's like a dual eye clops, and uh, he (laughs) freezes the three of them. The cousin is shot in the head. Oh my.
0: Yeah, uh, I liked what Bobby was attempting to do there with her cover story representing the World Health Organization. Uh, makes sense in light of the mission that they're on. But when she went behind her back to get her batons, you knew this wasn't going to go well. And uh, this Medusa-like effect um, to freeze all three of them and one of whom loses their, their life there to break the act.
1: Pete, after the act break, it is confirmed again that the cousin is dead. Elena is shown, certainly a sad moment. Uh, then we return to the co- corrupt Colombian police HQ. Uh, Bobby and Hunter are just starting to wake up. And uh, that's when Hunter is zapped again by Sunglasses Man. That's an imposing name if I ever heard one. And uh, the colonel tells Bobby it's time for her to talk. And we head back to the shield jet.
0: Yeah, that uh, his fate will depend on her answers. Why are you really there? really endearing scene here Matt with Mac where he talks about how he relies on his faith so he's made a connection with Elena in terms of maybe this is part of a of a bigger plan uh she feels that she was meant to do good with these gifts bueno el diablo she's in <laughs> Uh,
1: there's also the reveal that part of her speed concerns how far she can go in a heartbeat, uh, which is a neat twist. I, I will admit I'm not familiar with the Yo-Yo character from the comics, um, but it's neat to add this constraint. Uh, you know the, the the lack of constraints on characters, uh, in, in, particularly in comics, where to draw somebody's superpowers is the same as drawing somebody at a desk. Well I think
0: um, that TV is not ready for a guy with super speed that that's all he does
1: oh it's a charming show piece <laughs> it is and I look forward to the flash appearing on supergirl Supergirl which is a similarly flawed and bland but nonetheless charming and and inspiring show so, and I
0: look forward to the flash in uh, the Batman V Superman movie as well played by another another guy, guy yeah. in a disconnected universe it's all disconnected it's all
1: disconnected but pete we go to that night and they're going to use elena to get into places nay to police hq she steals an entrance card there's a really fun special effect shot where she's running fast amidst what are doubtless non-moving extras uh, as we saw was it season uh one season two beginning of season two when there was um the the guy who could turn different different textures when he touched them and that was, was a,
0: season two
1: season two there was that slow-mo scene and somebody somebody sent us a youtube link uh, of it being filmed it was just a bunch of extras standing still while the camera moved fast so yes it's an old trick but a good trick and uh she gets the uh the entrance card to get in there and it's time for time for an attack
0: meanwhile medusa eyes uh is stalking around Sunglasses the- man yeah (laughs) well called medusa eyes (laughs) on screen is as close as we get to a name um is stalking around the corrupt colombian police department the ccpd matt (laughs) as it's known down there and uh they have to uh warn the others and let uh elena know uh that it's a problem but Uh, Medusa eyes gets to her first before quake can make him fall
1: and I like the narrative efficiency with which they are using Elena here there's the whole crowd of guys and they're getting their guns ready and oh, oh, oh," you know march 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 and all that stuff and just to to cut away or or for us to not even see her in action she just quick zips away and comes back and oh they're all they're all you know bound with their humane zip ties there the shield humane zip ties it's it's a really fun way to do it i don't recall having seen that kind of um super powered writerly flourish since say like x2 uh where uh, i know there's a there's a quick teleporting save of rogue yeah Uh, so it kind of has that feeling of 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 joy to it and when she comes back she's so proud that she's done the good thing against the bad guys a little done the spark right way. there
0: you know blake snyder deceased screenwriting guru with his save the cat technique he would call this beat fun and games and this is where you really embrace the power of the premise and when you're gonna empower for the first time in a series an a uh, a character with super speed you have to have scenes like this where other characters are not quite sure how we're gonna work out of this jam, and boom, Daisy has a new best friend.
1: Meanwhile, elsewhere at corrupt cop police headquarters, hQ.com, Mac frees Bobby, who uh, the latter warns the former about Mr. Eyeballs. Um, and uh, the uh, the Medusa Eye guy kinda kinda gives a blast to Elena but then uh, Joey and Daisy in a really nice kind of one, two moment. There's the, the, the melting uh, a bit of his sunglasses and Daisy quake punches him. And uh, that's that.
0: Colson. Meanwhile, moves closer to uh, finding out where Malik is. We get the location where, uh, Warner von Strucker had gone. We get the password, you know, we went to Princeton together and, uh, There's some checking. There was a wand, security wand type of uh, noise that I noticed there, and suddenly he's in a room. He drops an orange tracking dot on the old-timey corded telephone, Matt. You know we're digging back for the tech here, okay? May starts the trace, and uh, hold, please, while we get some elevator music.
1: And as noted either by Mike Sorensen or ZP International on Twitter. Apologies, guys, that I can't remember which off the top of the, the dome. Um, one of them said it was uh, evocative of when Coulson is put, not on hold, but waiting for Black Widow in her fight at the beginning of Avengers. Uh, but Kind of a nice, a nice mostly callback moment there.
0: Werner, is that you? No, he's not exactly in shape to be making calls these days, and that's thanks to you. Gideon Malick, uh, but Coulson informs it wasn't easy to get this number, but they're going to trace him, and Malik replies that it's going to cost millions to correct this problem, but his influence reaches a lot further right now than Coulson's.
1: It's a fun tete-a-tete moment. I, I can see that the intent is to set up conflict for much of the rest of the end of the season um but it's fun nonetheless we head back to bogota peach where there's baddies in the air about to do something terribly mysterious and bad in the act
0: all right matt let me tell you about nj toys and collectibles which has been family owned and operated with a passion for toys and collectibles for over 20 years they carry a wide variety of items from batman superman and wonder woman as well as many other comic heroes they proudly ship internationally and if you buy now and use our exclusive coupon code podcast that's p-o-d-c-a-s-t you can save 10 percent on your first order NJ Toys and Collectibles is your source for exceptional vintage and modern toys. Visit www.njtoysandcollectibles.com. That's NJ Toys and Collectibles today.
1: Pete, we returned from the act break right where we left off. And let me break it down for you here because I know there were some people a little confused. There are baddies in the air, Pete out of the blue somebody says that they're hydra therefore they're hydra then they spend send down what looks to be a like a probe droid except it spins really fast so fast that it can break through the roof and because techity tech 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 it cuts a hole exactly where mr sunglasses is and then the spinny thing that can cut through a roof turns into it's, it's, it sounds ridiculous when i say it but then it turns into a soft uh uh net and propulsion propulsion device that pulls him up to the to the um the plane which of course has uh you know the ability to hover um and then takes him and uh, to me it's just complete. That's, that's what one does when they're in high repeat
0: Matt, Joey, and Elena here have uh, a nice moment, really a coda as far as their relationship in this episode goes. He being the newly, uh, you know, seasoned, if you will, inhuman, uh, her being somebody who's just trying to grasp this situation, and he explains to her, you are an inhuman here. There was mention, Matt, of her aunt.
1: Yeah, it it was a surprising moment to me because I was convinced she was going to be joining the team asap, and with her being unsure, and then the story saying goodbye for now, um, it was an incredibly humanizing moment in which she's reminded she's inhuman, uh, mentioning that she you know she wears all these different hats, uh, one of them uh, you know being niece to her aunt, she's a daughter, she's you know she she has a job, so on and so forth. And uh, certainly a a heartfelt moment.
0: There's the aspect that's pointed out as well. Uh, She doesn't want to be part of the team. And there's the vulnerability of these newly powered people in the world being concentrated together. Well, Lash was able to kill a bunch of them when they were, uh, you know, gathered. And, uh, you know, Daisy hopes the director agrees that they not necessarily take that route again mac meanwhile has given um elena an apple watch with the shield logo on it <laughs> See,
1: that is not an apple watch that is a special technology from the shield thing it's in no way related to the ipod medical scanner that uh, yes. that sky had back in the day Um, these are not repurposed real-world things. They're made from scratch by Fitz.
0: They are. Uh, But S.H.I.E.L.D. is just a tap away. Back oop. Indeed, I suppose. Uh, Back
1: oop to S.H.I.E.L.D. HQ we go. Gemma misses Fitz. And, Pete, I wanted to be like, this is a scene where a smart woman is talking about romance when she has other things to worry about. But I just couldn't, Pete... It's earned it's incredibly heartfelt by Elizabeth Henstridge and it's it's just wonderful. It, it plucks at the heartstrings she feels a chasm between the two of them. She calls him extraordinary and she wants to start over.
0: Nothing less than extraordinary but the reference to this chasm here that they be able to gulf the uh, the professional, uh, and, and personal distance that has happened um, from her time on Maveth, her relationship with Will, uh, everything there. So to start over, Matt, in what Fitz refers to uh, at the age of 16 and achingly shy, she reintroduces herself as Gemma Simmons, biochemist. He as Leopold Fitz, engineering. Let's see where that goes.
1: Hashtag Fitzsimmons 2.0. And Pete, speaking of starting over, Lincoln and Daisy still have, wait for it, sparks flying between them.
0: Uh. Because they kiss. Boom. Yeah, he welcomes her back. Um, The APB has been lifted on him. Uh, But he says it's getting pretty interesting there, Matt. How interesting? Interesting enough that they kiss. Oh, and then, yeah. will we have three couples in a row, Matt, kiss? Well,
1: that would be difficult, Pete, because something I want to I want to talk about seriously here. Here's what my notes say. Upstairs, May gets a few more lines. So can we talk about how the over-50 bunch seems to be getting fewer and fewer lines in some of these episodes? Sure. That was kind of my complete thought. Well, what's up with that? <laughs> we're, we're replacing May and Coulson with the, the Young and the Restless here.
0: I don't think they're in any way being marginalized. I think this was an episode that really called for Coulson to, to be in that stern director mode to raise some objections to the links that they need to. May is a little bit more sidelined than we've come to expect, but I can tell you from what I know of the future, it's not going to remain that way.
1: Well Pete, regardless, they share a drink. It's revealed that now Colson's able to take out his flesh colored hand. It still has robot powers, Pete. So go go gadget go as needed. Um, and joking aside, I love that I love that if the story needs something unusual, his hand can be written in to do it. Oh no, we're locked out. Wait a minute, I have a <laughs> skeleton key. Right. Oh no, how do we see through this wall? Wait a minute. I have x-ray powers with my hand and a touch screen on the other side. Like, it can be whatever. And that's a really, really fun uh, fun tool to have. Um, and, Pete, they also get caught up on the financial news. Malik's Gothite Industries has closed 10 offices. Hope there's no bats in those belfries over at Gothite.
0: Yeah, but the discussion had turned to uh, not getting over, maybe you're not supposed to get over these things that scar you in your past. That Colson says he doesn't know what happened on that planet, that May does, that you joined the cavalry. And uh, the word here is balance. Colson talks about how we have heroes on our side that uh we have these in humans and let's see what's on the other side there matt uh we've got ward who's just giving this dark look talking with gideon malik uh tells him you you want to believe but you don't know if you can with his uh his blanket off there shirtless he explains, you'll believe, and his hand turns into dust? Uh, Pete, almost rebate
1: him from my notes there. Of course, the ward reveal, he's all bony, just like the commercials. Then uh, on to uh, the two, he sprays a uh, skin dust act break.
0: Hashtag skin dust. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pete, after the act break, it's so funny. I, I do live this spoiler-free existence, but I couldn't help but notice that uh, that we had uh, Clark Gregg. Uh, there was the takeover of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Instagram account um, today, and he had a picture of himself and Adrian Pazdar wearing, wearing... Well, I won't describe the outfit, just so it's not spoilery, but I was like, oh, I thought he wasn't in the show anymore. Uh, but instead, Pete, we're getting FaceTime here with uh, President Ellis, who's about to name a new ATCU head. And uh, who is it, Pete?
0: It is... Former Brigadier General Glenn Talbot. Something here that the president is confident will work out, but oh man, Colson doesn't seem as convinced. The dossier. A detailed look at our bad guys. Matt, let's begin with someone who winds up on the good, but not initially so, Elena Rodriguez, yo-yo, sometimes known as Slingshot.
1: Really nice introduction of this character. I like that they stuck with the use of Spanish to the degree that they did. I'll point out that miraculously she's learned English at the end. Um, so I guess we we get to have our multicultural cake and eat it too, in that presumably now she has enough English where if she comes back in a, in a week or two or five or whatever, it'll be like, oh, what? Alfonso uh, Mackenzie, it's so wonderful to see you. In the time that we've been apart, I've gone to Berlitz. <laughs> so, what do you say we go grab a coffee, friend? Um, I hope it, they. It don't... is what it is. It's an English language show. At the end of the day, if they want to have their moment and then transform her to be more more English speaking, you get to do that. It's superpowers.
0: I hope they don't anglicize her to that point. And I really like to see the continuation of the relationship with Mac here. You know, the, the over pronounced backup before and then, you know, sorry I kidnapped you to where he says, see you soon, yo-yo. You know, there's there's a really nice vibe to what they have going there. Uh, and looked her up. She's about a, a 34, 35-year-old actress. She was in uh, McFarlane, USA, the running movie, uh, perhaps coinc- coincidentally. So um, to, to see her return, we know she's going to be a staple of this second half of the year. We'll, we'll talk in our Level segment 7 segment if uh, there's a little bit more going on there. But Matt, let's go back to our bigger bads, Gideon Malick.
1: I know that the show now has a habit of having a, a a a man of a certain age be our be our villain of the season. But I mean, it's so great that they continue to have Malick here. They continue to have the actor. It's um, it it's great to have him back because he has such gravitas.
0: It is. And from his initial appearance, I mean, geez now, Matt, almost four years in the first Avengers movie as presumably the head of the World Council, really the most visible one. And to have him all these years later still involved in this cinematic universe now on this what do you want to call it crusade really for an alien entity really brings an interesting aspect to his character.
1: It does. It does. And I like that they're presenting him here as slightly unsure. Now that he's, now that he's bought the horse, he doesn't quite know what to do with it. And uh, it's a fun place to be
0: in ward prior to any, on-screen utterance of some other name, even though actresses and actors have presumably slipped in speaking the character's uh, name, and it is out there. Um, we Peter, have are you floating
1: the possibility that they've intentionally
0: misinformed. No, oh no, no, no. Um, just that that we we know how closely Marvel tends to hold its secrets to its, uh, vest there. So I was kind of surprised when I saw in a multitude of places, the, the name had been reported because there was a lot of speculation over these two and a half months. Who is he now? What's, what's going on here? Um, his name is Granton Ward. And he's, <laughs> he, he's, he's a lovely young man who's
1: never has done anything wrong.
0: Yes. And, uh, to, to play him different with this, you know, deadened look in his eye, this strange kind of apathy towards the human race that they've not changed, that he's had encounters with them before. And then brought together with the beginning of the episode occurring in an extraterrestrial, uh, you know, setting that the scope of this show has increased even more with the addition of this character. Pete, I think that
1: the show has a partial solution for what to do with Brett Dalton in that now they've given him a new character. Um, I still, my heart goes out a bit for the guy just because, Oh, on the call sheet today, you get called in for, all right, it's a couple of scenes, but actually it's just, probably not more than one day of shooting i mean he was in it maybe five minutes i think you can bang that out in a 10-hour day um so time in the makeup chair time you know it's my heart goes out a bit and and i do have to wonder um i don't know does the show run out of road for his new character by the end of the season i mean it seems that the show tends to reboot in large part, I don't mean, you know, it's not like, oh, we're all moving to Seattle, you know. But it's the show, the show seems to reboot its conflicts and wipe out its old conflicts pretty swiftly at the end of a season. So I feel bad pondering about that stuff because I really do love Brett Dalton.
0: You love the actor, the the character, the the way they've continued to put it out there you can't at this point have anything but disdain for them that they had to come out, Matt, that there were a series of interviews before the beginning of the second part of the season to be out in front of this. Isn't the word, you know, and love should tell you everything you need to know now, whether there's a true expiration date on this character by the end of the season or is he somebody that usurps a Malik and becomes the bigger threat on his own? I think that's a decision that you know we're we're still waiting to see how it's going to play out because they've certainly given no indication. There's no public knowledge that uh, Brett Dalton has booked a pilot, so not like. Uh, you know, a Haley Atwell who either is going to film one show for ABC or film two shows. um, (laughs) And uh, that, that potential, uh, you know, uh, boondoggle there.
1: And I think it's worth mentioning here, since we haven't spoken about agents of shield since, uh, since the last episode, since December, it was late December as the story dust was settling where, uh, Marissa tancheron who's the more visible person on, on social media, uh, as opposed to Jed Whedon, husband and co-showrunner, I mean, she was just being savaged by some of these Ward fans who I have poked a little fun at, but just I mean, just absolutely cruel, crude stuff thrown her way. Yeah. Like You do understand it's a pretend TV show, and you do understand it's, it's okay for a TV show to take somebody who you like, and, and I mean, not for nothing, this isn't i I don't know this isn't roots where it's like oh my goodness this is tell this is capturing a time and a place and and and, and a heritage at the end of the day this is a really fun show and i don't want to see any of the characters killed off And, and and i wish all the time um that we could get trip back because he was a wonderful character but you do understand that when they take characters away and it hurts that's part of the fun because this is all pretend so the fact that we get to pretend care for these people like there's a certain point where you go wow this show made me upset okay life is a little bit more fun because I'm caring about pretend half space people who fight a secret agency and then there's other secret agencies and it's all for fun man it's just, let's go out and have some fun here
0: you you can't harass showrunners online that's like it it's not Rule number one, but it's the golden rule. Uh, they're not going to intentionally inflict harm to you with their uh, artistic choices, and you, in turn, need <laughs> to realize—you know—they didn't sit in a room and say, "Oh, all right, there's a portion of the fan base that really likes the, this character. Oh, great, let's let's make them truly irredeemable and completely evil. All right, that'll that'll learn them." that wasn't done and you you have to respect the decision you don't have to agree with it uh but you have to respect their decision you also need to let it play out i think is very important too because you don't know um uh, the the vacuum in which it was conceived and where ultimately it can go not that it will go there so that's important to understand and uh i i think You know, the admonishment that was made of some of those overzealous and and really lacking in perspective fans um, is in and of itself enough.
1: Well, Pete, where will we go next on the dossier?
0: Uh, glasses, or as I like to call them, Medusa eyes, Matt, this new inhuman with the ability to have some kind of orange flash, and then your skin is the color of ash.
1: Really, really fun character. Um, It's a neat power. Um, I mean, obviously, we've seen special eyeball laser people before, but I haven't seen... Like, to me, this is a new take on things, and maybe it's a beloved comic character that i'm really ignorant about um but it's a nice addition here and uh, i think it's a it's a story upgrade it's a story bonus that we have um the columbia portion you know dealt with and that was only ever going to be one episode but he kind of gets to be a character who's going to recur as now part of malik's evil army and we get more of that i mean can you imagine him and can you imagine uh can you imagine um Malik's assistant there with the the magnetic powers. I mean, it's just, it's tons of fun. Welcome to level seven.
0: Time to analyze and theorize Matt. Let's begin at the beginning, which is the end.
1: A very tantalizing start. And there's been, there's been rumors here and there, even to my spoiler free eyes of opportunities where, Captain America Civil War could intersect with S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe even the movie doing a solid for the show in some way. Uh, I don't know, I guess we'll see regarding that, but um, come on, if you're a Marvel fan and they are talking three months from now, do the math. March, right. April, May, you know, it's it, it wants to be right around then, because the movie comes out, it's like May 25th, right? End of May?
0: No, no, it's May 1st.
1: May 1st, do I take that back? So we're talking about either you know uh, i mean we're talking somewhere in the month of may there will be agents of shield in space um and and uh, presumably yo-yo and it's, it's it's just tons of possibility there and a promise to i don't want to say to reinvigorate the show because it's been just fine since the captain america winter soldier boost that it got but a chance to 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 head in a brand new direction which they do every season anyway
0: the the may 1st date that i gave matt that's the premiere uh may 6th in theaters but important to uh, point out that the first embargo for uh the media expired this week and we're, we're starting to have the curtain kind of pulled back on Captain America Civil War. So reporters were invited to the set in uh, a year ago May and are finally allowed to start talking and and uh, giving information from that. We now have a runtime of about two hours and 30 minutes. It will make it the longest Marvel cinematic movie yet. And um, one of the things that I read in the coverage is that um, – Marvel is still not quite sure how to go back and forth as well as they have to this point between film and TV. But they did tease that this will be the most connected um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has ever been to this cinematic universe. And in a storyline that you would fully expect. I mean, we're, we're heading towards these Sokovia Accords with the Avengers and obviously events of uh, Age of Ultron leading up to this film. And the idea that we have these inhumans, these secret warriors now massing and it's going to be a real question. The seeds were laid in this episode with the president saying heads of state are are on the phone here. They're concerned. What do we do? And I, I think, again, that grounded real world approach that they take to... How would the world react to such an occurrence? It's it's an incredibly fun
1: time for for the show and for Marvel properties, and uh, I guess I guess time will tell, especially for for, for me in the spoiler-free existence.
0: Transmissions. Time to open the mailbag, Matt. Let's check the wire. First, a tweet
1: from Jeff Johncox, That's JJ NATO on Twitter. He says uh, regarding the uh, the phone call between Colson and Malik. He says, uh, "I think I just saw Colson open a conversation with a mic drop."
0: Yeah, it was uh, pretty cool to see him have the upper hand there on Malik to to get access to that line and and then to. Uh, To really blow him up in such a way, but little does he know he's got the semi-reincarnated ward on his side, which I'm sure is going to be quite a reveal for our heroes when that comes down the line. And Pete, uh, next a
1: tweet from somebody who I know you must see at the secret meetings, Uh, it's uh, on Twitter, Hydra underscore lives, Uh, talking about the end of the episode um uh colson just can't get rid of the mustache
0: yeah talbot is an interesting character correct me if i'm wrong matt last time they were around one another they were on better terms i get the short story shorthand of colson doesn't like this guy oh no it's not gonna work out to to re-inject him into the story that they're not on the greatest of terms but it's been a lot worse between them he did hunt shield down yet there was kind of this grudging understanding that they came afterwards so i i again expect the the story to be able to give us that beat but it felt a little forced
1: I think the drama forced it a bit. I think Clark Gregg's delivery was such where it's like, "Oh boy, here we go again." I don't think I think Coulson's take was in line with what you're saying, Pete. If that makes sense pete also making sense a couple of cents that is are uh, the people helping us out on patreon helping cover the costs that make this podcast happen uh so if you'd like to give uh give a little or more than a little we've added some uh, some incentives there for giving uh the goal just helping make the podcast machine with all its bandwidths and its tubes through the internet to continue to work you can head over to Patreon dot com slash fantastic geek that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash fantastic geek and uh, we appreciate the help from our patreon patrons
0: so so super thankful for uh anything that anybody is able to uh to lend a help with there and another place matt where we can always use some help is on itunes your reviews help us. They help others find us. So get on there today and uh, let us know what you feel about the podcast.
1: Absolutely, Pete. Now, the people who want to know about how they can – about People want to feel that they know, that they want to know what they're feeling about you and what you're feeling. How can they do so on the Twitter seamless transition?
0: You can find me at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, on the Twitter, 7,189 followers, can't be wrong. And while I am personally
1: on the Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast in a whole host of ways. We are Fantastic Geek. That's fantastic with a PH there under the dot com, the Gmail, and the Twitter. The Twitter recently passing uh, the, uh, the 3,000 mark. So thank you, listeners and followers, old and new. Uh, and Pete, is that it or is there more?
0: Facebook.com forward slash fantastic geek geek with the ph all one word it's just another outlet to interact with us tell us about your theories give us some feedback um, get on there like us today
1: absolutely well with that pete i will say that i'm so happy that we're back with uh with agents of shield so great to have the mothership returned and uh, i will give you the final word
0: you can't play with my yo-yo